I was addicted to YouTube when I was in you know middle school, high school, college. I would watch it all the time. A lot of different stuff, but I did watch lawn mowing. Um, I saw a couple guys do lawn mowing for free for people. I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Like, I, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. That's the perfect idea for it because I already have a lawn care company. So let's just try it out. I think that'll be so much fun. Like, literally get to help people out in the community, make a video out of it, and provide entertainment for people. Mesmerizing lawn mowing and power washing videos are his jam, and millions of people love them. Spencer from SB Mowing on this episode of Worldwide Celeb. World. She's all over my social media, my TikTok. Live. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Main music from YouTube. The real. Behind every internet famous face you see in your scroll is a real person with an entire life offline. Like freedom of expression. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Worldwide Celeb, where we strip away the digital curtain and introduce you to the real people behind the personalities you see each and every day as you scroll through your feed, click around the internet, or even listen to your favorite podcast. My name is Chris Kelly. My guest this episode, somewhat of an anomaly across the internet, to be honest with you. By most measures, he's a humble guy who's owned his own lawn care business since middle school and kind of simply cares about the town he lives in. He helps people who can't take care of their own yards, also regularly mows and cleans up overgrown yards across vacant houses around town, helping to relieve the headaches of neighbors, forced to look at them and beautify neighborhoods at the same time. 100% you've seen his content pop up in your scroll at some point as you fixate on his oddly satisfying time-lapse videos of mowing, trimming, or even pressure-washing driveways and sidewalks then marvel at the transformation from before to after. He does most of this out of the goodness of his heart as a one-man crew, all while documenting it for millions, millions of people online. Get this, 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube, nearly 2 million followers on Instagram, 7 million followers on TikTok, and over 9.5 million followers on Facebook, totaling more than 2 billion views across all of his platforms, all of which is to say good things happen to good people, and he sure seems to be one of them. From Wichita, Kansas, it's Spencer from SB Mowing. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. You know, you are uh, super duper unique, I think, as far as some of the other people that we've had on because you and I guess I'm probably getting ahead of myself here. I should say, before we get started, in every episode I give our guest a secret word. It could be an ordinary word or something ridiculous. It's the guest's job to work that word into the conversation as many times as possible between now and the end of the episode. Spencer has his word. Keep your ear out for what you might think it is. So what I was going to say is you're pretty unique in that most people kind of set out to do something, some kind of a I don't know, their, their, their whole purpose is to create this niche content, and you are kind of the opposite in that I feel like we're just getting to tag along in your normal everyday life, right? Yeah, it's just my journey out here in the community, just helping people out and, you know, just recording it, and people love keeping up with it. So Wichita, right? Were you born and raised there? Yep, born and raised in Wichita. I uh, went to Mays High School and then went to Kansas State University. So I've been in Kansas my whole life. Uh, we like traveling around, but we really like here, and we'll probably stay here. And so before we get to the famous version of SB Mowing, let's talk about how just the simple lawn care company started. I read you started it in middle school, right? I started in sixth grade with my best friend, Chris. We went <laughs> and knocked on some doors in the community, just in the neighborhood. And we got one lawn 
and we used <laughs> my dad's push mower and his dad's weed eater and just started mowing that one every week and just kind of grew from there and eventually we just kind of split up and just kind of grow our own businesses from there so that's how we got started it's kind of crazy and how old are you now you're 24 right did i read that somewhere Yep, 24. So sixth grade, you would have been, what, about 12? So you're 11, 12 years old, give or take, when you started this thing? Yep, so it's been about, I think I'm going on my 13th year, so yeah. Wow. What made you want to get into it? Just uh, you and a buddy are like, well, we're, you know, 12, 13 years old. How can we make some money? Let's cut some grass. Yeah, we were always entrepreneurs at heart. We're always, you know, trying to figure out, oh, what can we do to make a couple bucks to save it up? You know, uh, stuff like that. I, <laughs> a big thing I, I like to say is one year we had a, a really bad grasshopper problem here and they were eating <laughs> my mom's bushes like crazy. And so my mom paid me 10 cents for every grasshopper I caught. I think I made like 20 or 30 bucks in a day. And <laughs> I think that that helped fuel my entrepreneurial spirit. And then I can go out and, you know, buy my toys or whatever I wanted to buy at the time. How uh, So you started out with the one and then how did you manage to, did you, you know, grow it as a kid or did it come later as you were a little bit older that the company, because what, I, what I'm trying to establish is that you were just actually running a lawn care business when this all kind of happened to you. So how did you get from one lawn to however many lawns you were doing at the time? Yeah. So when we started middle school, obviously we just pretty much got lawns around the neighborhood that we could walk down the street with our push mower and our weed eater and just carry it. Uh, we didn't get a ton that way, but that's how we started. And then we started getting some in neighborhoods around us and we would have our like his his dad would take us one day and kind of drop us off in an area and then we'd walk that area around and my dad would drive us another day and drop us off in an area and we'd we would just do that whole area so that's how we got started but um eventually once we kind of went on our own paths we both ended up getting um you know better equipment just working up and i was able to actually go out myself and go to lawns every weekend and that's when i could really kind of start growing it and then eventually, you know, I got my own truck, got a better trailer, I got some employees, and it just grew from there. So you you did have employees then, or do you still have employees? I did have employees. Fun fact, I'm not running my lawn care business anymore. I am 100% full-time content creation. It's been a blessing that I just started this, just helping people out in the community. And now it's my career, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> it is. I was I was going to ask if you still took regular business, like if you had normal weekly customers and whatnot. Do you consider yourself still like a local business owner or entrepreneur that's kind of changed course a little bit? Or are you I, now, I mean, you're, you're all virtual, right? Essentially, you could take your lawnmowers anywhere and cut anybody's I could uh, clean up any houses, right? Yeah, I still do consider myself a local business owner, entrepreneur, just because I I do cut in this community in Wichita, Kansas. In the winter, we do travel down south just to continue helping people out, continue making content. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely still feel like just a local guy, just kind of doing the same thing, just with a slightly different business model. And what, uh, knowing that you don't have staff anymore, I guess my biggest question is what happened to your 12, 13 year old partner, Chris, <laughs> when all this <laughs> equation, cause he's gotta be, I would think kind of kicking himself a little bit today, right? He is still my best friend today. Uh, we had, we had a tiny bit of a falling out with the mowing business. So he, uh, 
He got some outside <laughs> influence every day and um, every Sunday in church for like a month straight. He'd, he'd come up to me. He'd, he'd be like, man, I've, I've got to let you go, bro. We can't do this together anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is our business. And I, <laughs> I, I give him crap on that to this day, but um, it was, you know, we were just kids. <laughs> so uh, tell me how, how it all started. How did you, the legend of SB mowing come to be? Like what made you think, Hey, maybe people would watch this. Well, I guess I can start out by saying I was addicted to YouTube when I was in, you know, middle school, high school, college. Like I would watch it all the time. Um, a lot of different stuff, but I did watch lawn mowing and um, I saw a couple guys, you know, do lawn mowing for free for people. I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. Like I, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. That's the perfect idea for it because I already have a lawn care company. So let's just try it out. I think that'll be so much fun. Like literally get to help people out in the community and make a video out of it and provide entertainment for people. So that's just kind of how I got started. Thought it would be fun, started doing it, and I got immediate feedback. I, I think my, my very first TikTok video I ever posted got like six million views. Really, and the first one, I, uh, that's a question I always ask is, what was that first post? Do you remember what it was? And I, clearly you do if you yes, <laughs> if it went it was, that viral. It was the very first TikTok video I ever did. And my girlfriend, wife now, girlfriend at the time then, um, she, it was, you know, it was my first video. So I wasn't getting a ton of views. And she's like, you know, TikTok's really popular right now. This was, you know, two, yeah, two years ago. She's like, TikTok's really popular right now. You should really just make a little short form video of it. So I did, and I did a little voiceover and yeah, 6 million views. And then after that, my second YouTube video I ever put, which took me an, a, a crazy amount of time to put together because <laughs> I, we can get, in, it, we can get into that later, but it got, oh, I can't remember, maybe five or 6 million views in the first month. And I think I gained like 60,000 subscribers in the first month on YouTube. And it just <laughs> like, my life just went crazy from there. <laughs> Did it, how, how, uh, so, well, I was going to say normally, you know, one of the questions I usually ask is how, at what point did it click for you that it was really starting to take off? But for you, it was kind of almost immediately, right? It was immediate. Um, it was honestly life-changing. I, I just went out and, and at this point I did, I think four or five weeks, just one kind of clean up a week. And I didn't, I haven't even gotten around to editing them yet. And I just finally decided to sit down i think i spent 10 hours editing my first video and yeah it just it went off immediately and i got very i'm very gracious for that i got real lucky with that because a lot of people you know upload for years before they have 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 anything right right blow up or even go viral at all and at this point you're still running the actual lawn care business as well right yes at this point i was so I just graduated from college. I was working a nine to five as a computer scientist. I was doing some app development and I was, I had employees running the lawn business going out three days a week, running routes three days a week. And then I would run a route every Saturday, basically every evening after my nine to five. And I had like two hours of daylight or whatever. And so I would get out and just do as much work as I could for somebody and, you know, record it. And then go home. And I did that for like five or six evenings straight for one video. So as you're going around Wichita, how do you determine kind of what those opportunities are? You just cruise around neighborhoods and find the, the ugliest yard you can find, basically? Basically, you know, we just, my wife and I go out usually about once a week uh, and drive around, 
you know, five to 10 hours, I'll pull up the map on my phone and make sure we go up and down every single street in that area that we're doing. I'll pull up my map and we will go up and down every single street and write down, you know, any address we see that may need some help. And then we basically pick the worst ones of the worst and go help them out first. And then do you, you obviously you make sure, well, actually I've got a question, a question down the line somewhat about this. I was going to say, do you make sure that it's truly a vacant house or an abandoned house or something to that effect before you just wander onto the property and start working? Cause you've had a couple of incidents, maybe you're a strong word, but a couple of situations with an owner that shows up or something kind of what are those, what the hell are you doing on my property type moments? Yep. <laughs> so how do you, how do you sort of vet the property or do you vet the property before you do it? I always do. So I always, I don't, <laughs> I've heard stories of people getting shot, you know, and just right. wandering on property or even just knocking on doors. But so I'm always really careful and try to come across as a very, you know, nice young man, just, just asking questions. But I usually just knock on the door first because a lot of times, you know, someone does live there. It just, maybe just needs a little help, right? Like a, an older person or somebody, somebody that had an injury or something they can't take care of it themselves. Or it's just gotten out of sure. hand and it will cost them, you know, a thousand bucks to get it, <laughs> someone to come clean right. it up for them. Uh, but yeah, so either someone lives there and if no one answers and I kind of think that it's vacant, like you can kind of sure. tell, like either the window's open and it's, you know, completely empty in there or there's notes on the door from the city, stuff like that. Then I'll go knock on a couple neighbors doors and kind of get some information on like, Hey, does anybody live here? Do you guys ever see anybody go in and out? How long has it been like this? Does anybody cut the grass? Stuff like that. And most of the time the neighbors are super nosy with that property anyway, cause it's looking horrible right. right, right across the street. So usually they know everything that I need to know and I'll do some research on the address and find a phone number and call people and try to call the, the owner. What, what does the city make of you? Surely they like the work that you're doing, I would think, right? Yeah, the mayor is a huge fan of my channel and he had no idea <laughs> that I was even in Wichita in, in his community. So he, uh, uh, once he figured that out, he invited me to one of the city council meetings and gave me a little award, which was really cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. And little does he know, or, or maybe now, surely he does know that with millions and millions of followers across the internet, the award is nice, and I thank you for that, but now it's like a real thing. This is my business kind of a thing. Yes. It, yep. A lot of different companies, like landscape equipment companies and landscape supplies, and, and this has only been the last couple of years since it really took off. A lot of these guys have reached out to you. Now you've got sponsors to provide you with your gear and all of that, right? Yes. Yep. I've got Hustler Mowers. They Actually, I've been using Hustler Mowers. It was my very first zero-turn mower, I think, when I was like probably 15, and their main factory is like mm. 20, 30 minutes north of my house. And I got in contact with their marketing director and he's like, yeah, we'd love to sponsor you. And you know, they've got a, a, a couple commercial mowers in my hands that are just beasts. And it helps me with the job so much. And then, um, for my handheld equipment, like my string trimmers and my edgers, um, and my blowers, a company called Mariama, they're a family company that makes just handheld equipment. And yeah, they, I get my equipment for free and it is some amazing equipment and really helps me, helps me out with those jobs. That's pretty cool when you think about it. Like, um, you know, as, as a, as a radio guy, for example, say you love a restaurant and then all of a sudden, and you've mentioned it a few times and you're not getting paid because then you get into yeah. plugola and all this other stuff, which is a complicated thing. But 
as as an actual paid sponsor, when somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, I know you like my stuff." Well, let's do a, a proper sponsorship deal. That's kind of rewarding, don't you think? It is very rewarding, and it's it's cool that these these companies are also jumping up on board because it's not only that I'm getting like obviously a big part of it is that I'm getting a ton of views doing this, and they want people seeing their product. Sure, but a big part of it is that they also want to be part of that mission to kind of help right. out my community and just whatever other communities I'm going around and helping out. I, I've, a lot of the people I talk to, they fall in sort of a category of content creators like dad content or, you know, trick shots or whatever. And all of the people I talk to kind of stay in touch with other people who create the same kind of content and maybe do some stuff together now and again. Are there others out there doing what you're doing? I, I've Like I say, when I, I said in the intro, no doubt... 100% you, the listener, have seen your Spencer's stuff pop up in the feed. I'm assuming it's yours. You're the, it's the only one I've ever really seen. Are there others out there that ever reach out to you for some kind of collaboration or other landscape transformation content people out there you follow or have a little bit of love for? Yeah, there's there's a few to name. Um, so first off, I didn't I didn't come up with this idea. Uh, the guy who came up with his name's Kevin Hansen with the, his channel's called the long care juggernaut and the boring channel. And he's been an awesome friend of mine since I got started. And, uh, we actually went to this big lawn mowing expo in in Louisville that they have every year. So we, we became good friends from that. There's another guy in Wichita actually that started doing it before me. His name is top notch long care. And Phil's long care is another one. Al blades. There's, there's a whole community of people doing this and, I didn't really become the guy that was the biggest doing it until December or January of this year um, or of, of, of this last year. And so, you know, nine months ago I was, you know, still kind of just releasing weekly videos, just kind of working at it. And I think I've done really well on multiple platforms, which has really kind of set me aside from the other people. And I've just kind of found, my style, which I guess people gravitate towards. And I guess that's why I'm doing well. And you were saying, um, talking about niches and, you know, there's a lot of different niches in lawn care. There's guys that just talk about lawn care business. And then there's this kind of what I do, which is kind of satisfying and helping people out more ASMR stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and which so, by the way, I was going to mention ASMR earlier, which I still don't quite understand what ASMR is. <laughs> Or what it stands for, I always have to Google it and look it up. Um, but it's it's essentially that sensory stimulation of watching, for example, a lawn be transformed. In uh, it's it's like uh, you explain it. You probably could do a better job explaining it than me. Yeah, I get <laughs> I get a lot of comments from people that it's super satisfying. So watching you know a sidewalk go from barely visible to super clean in what takes me, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and they can watch it in 15 seconds. Right. It's extremely satisfying. It just makes you want to like watch more. And a lot of people also reach out to me and, and tell me, Hey, I, I literally watch your stuff every night when I go to bed and I fall asleep to it every night. <laughs> it's a so ASMR stands for autonomous sensory meridian response, which is like, um, essentially like getting pleasure from some some kind of visual or audio stimulation kind of a thing i guess is the i'm clearly not any kind of scientist or therapist i guess so it's 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 probably like sort of like that feeling when you're like really really hungry or or you have to go pee really bad and mm -hmm. like 
you go to the bathroom, it feels so good. It's like, like, like you're watching that and it's like, oh, this like makes my eyes and my brain feel so good. <laughs> I feel like uh, I've had this conversation before, not so much on the podcast, but I believe, and this is purely hypothesis on my part, it's what, what I would call or have historically over the course of my life called the pee shiver, where you, you pee when you really got to go and you kind of get that oh, at the end there. I, I just heard about this literally probably a week or two ago, was, and I have never had that before. All right, now you're blowing my mind because <laughs> what I was going to say is I've tried to explain the pee shiver to women before and they don't know what I'm talking about, whereas usually every other guy is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that the pee shiver. That's what I've course. been told. That's what I've been told, but I've never felt that before. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's it's especially prominent if you're peeing outside and it's cold. I'm just going to put that tip oh, out there. Okay. So if you're I'll out and you're, try that out. <laughs> you're doing, yeah, right. You're doing somebody's yard and you got to go in the winter. Well, I guess you're probably not cutting grass in the wintertime either, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, so you, you mentioned earlier your former girlfriend, now wife. You and your wife have, so obviously she goes around, she scouts locations with you, but you've also started the pressure washing channel is that with her, or is she just a bigger part of that than she is with the the lawns, or where's the inspiration for that? She is a big part of both. Um, I just kind of wanted uh, just something else to do as well. Yeah, you know, I have so many ideas in my head for different like YouTube channels. I just want to try out because I've just had so much fun with it. Sure, like I've got the equipment, so I I thought I'd try it out. So yeah, we traveled to Arkansas for that, and she's she's a huge help. She's she helps me full time with with editing um, with scouting for properties and helping me out at home and just stuff like that. So it's, it's really nice having her help. That's pretty cool. Actually, when you think about it, doing something like that with your wife, where it's, you know, you're working from home, you're working together, you're no doubt flexible schedule. Absolutely. Uh, can travel and do whatever you want. What's uh, no kids, right? No kids. No, we've been married about a year, um, a little over a year, but kids in the future for sure. So when the kids are born, then obviously you got to have the SB mowing kids and start getting the kids cutting the grass. And then you just sit in the lawn chair and watch. I think that yep. would be good content. I'll just sit right in the there. lawn chair and record. Yeah. <laughs> and then, That's oh, you, the dream right there. <laughs> you missed a spot over there and you missed a spot over there. I Honestly, I the funny thing is, you know, just talking about how you were running your own uh, actual legitimate lawn company and then kind of morphing into this. I just watching the work that you do. Number one, you do good work. Number two, you clearly care about the properties that you're working on. And I personally, I kid you not, we've lived in this house for four and a half years. And I think I've been through six different lawn companies Wow! because they either just don't show up or they, you know, slowly but surely do kind of crappy work or whatever. It's just, I cannot get anybody to stick and you can't get people to call you back a lot of the time to take the business in the first place. So I feel like you genuinely are doing a pretty good service by going out and helping the people out that really need it. Yeah. And I took a lot of pride in making sure I got there every single week for my clients. When I did have my business, I had, I think my long, my, my longest client was I think 11 or 12 years. Wow. And now actually my brother took over the business and still has her. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Talk talk about what it means uh, to you being known for doing good stuff around Wichita, not just like and and online for what it's worth, um, not just like you know viral dance videos or pranks or something like that. A lot of the people that I've interviewed, they've sort of got their content niche, as I mentioned, but yours is kind of 
got that wholesome vibe about it. Does, is that important to you? Does that mean anything to you? Oh, it means, yeah, it means a ton to me. I mean, I started this not having any idea, you know, I'd be doing this as a career or even doing it as much as I'm doing it now. And so it's, you know, it's, it's still unreal to me that I'm able to help people out, make a living out of it. And so as you were saying earlier, that, that feeling of like, like me taking pride in my work and actually caring about these lawns, like it's just, it's just a feeling that, that comes to me that just this good feeling that, that rushes over me knowing that, you know, this is kind of my thing that I do and it's, it's, it's the best way that I know how to help people. So that's what I do. And I just love doing it. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say about it. I just love doing it. I mentioned uh, before that every now and again you have a video where you kind of encounter a homeowner you didn't know existed or people not knowing who you were and just what you're doing on their property. What is uh, the craziest filming experience you've had that didn't turn out maybe the way you expected or intended? Yeah, it was probably uh, one of my videos went pretty viral from this. Uh, I was doing a, a vacant lawn, not in, in Wichita. It was in a, a surrounding city, but we, I, I drove out there, you know, a few days before and was scouting around and found mm -hmm. a few, went and knocked on the door. It was, you know, it was padlocked shut. It was, it was obviously a vacant property. And I spoke with the neighbor next door and she's like, yeah, you know, nobody, I think I've n like never, ever seen somebody there. Like it's, it's been like that since I've lived here for like two years or something. And so I'm like, okay, you know, n nobody lives there. <laughs> it's vacant. And, you know, maybe an hour and a half into working, somebody pulls up uh, <laughs> next to the the curb. And, like, immediately I'm like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, so, somebody, <laughs> like, yeah, somebody's coming to, to tell me something or something. I don't know. But, yeah, um, he came up. He's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just clean up the sidewalks, you know, do you own this house? He's like, yeah, the, the neighbor over here. So a different neighbor that I didn't talk to actually knew him and had his number and called him up and it's like, hey, someone's over here working on your property. Mm. And so that's, it It turned out well. Like I, I explained to him what I do and that I'm not the city, you know, trying to charge him an arm, an arm and a leg for coming and cleaning up his property. Oh, right. But it turned out well, but I've had a couple neighbors get mad at me um cops come up to me every now and again or like hey what are you doing like this house is vacant are you the city are you blah 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 and but really i don't have a lot of crazy things that happen to me not like some other youtubers that have like really crazy stuff happen to them do you call uh, to tell the cops to call the mayor call my buddy the mayor he knows who i am <laughs> and what i'm doing i i don't usually the cops are pretty cool with it. usually they're like oh well, that's that's cool what you do it's a good thing it's getting cleaned up what what else are you interested in doing that you haven't done yet you mentioned before uh you've got all these different ideas and you don't necessarily have to let the cat out of the bag on any of that but even even outside of creating content like either professionally or personally or skydiving or boating or anything what intrigues you yeah, one thing I do that a lot of people don't know that I do is I'm a big singer. Um, I sang in choir in high school, and then I was in, in a student-led acapella group in college for four years. What? And now I am in a local barbershop harmony group. So we're like a chorus, and I'm also in a quartet where we just sing, you know, four-part barbershop harmony, and we go and compete around the U.S. and stuff. And, you know, we're pretty good, too. I think we ranked 
22 in the world this year at, at the internet in, at the international competition so you're getting that's, more and more wholesome by the minute in this episode <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a big hobby for me and then i also like just working with my hands i like doing stuff around the house i like fixing things you know i like changing the oil on my truck i like work on my truck i like you know doing projects around the house if something needs done painted something like that i just love doing that stuff so do you have the nicest lawn on your street please tell me you do it's pretty nice i mean i've got other really nice lawns on my street <laughs> but yeah it's it's a pretty nice lawn do you uh, ever get together with the neighbors and stand there and kind of examine each other cuz i do this in out in the middle of the street at at my house with some of the neighbors and like i got i've got this older couple that lives across the street who i adore ray and marilyn and ray has a special blend of grass seed that is very green in the winter in florida oh yeah and i keep asking him ray what is your secret because it's very shady and it still manages to grow so he's got like green awesome lawn year round and our front yard is also very shady and i cannot get it to grow in the shade uh and he's he's like oh use a little of this use a little of that but he's got the the secrets for whatever the it is. secret blend Do you ever get together and kind of you know give a little tip here or a little advice there honestly no we've got like we have uh we grow a tall fescue here in in kansas or in wichita at least uh it's real hardy during our real cold winters so it doesn't like completely die and then you know it's it's pretty drought resistant until it gets crazy hot like it was earlier this year but um we don't really do much of the examining. I'll I'll like make make some comments towards my wife just as a joke, like, "Oh my my edges are way better than his. Look at that," <laughs> or like something like that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we don't really have too much competition here regarding you know <laughs> neighbor lawn stuff. <laughs> do you ever uh, get recognized out and about around town? Surely you do. Wichita's not exactly a giant city, right? Yeah, I can't. I can't wear my shirt, my SB mowing shirt out or hat without getting recognized. Uh, it's it's insane, which is it's just weird. It, it doesn't seem real, but I uh, I have two identities. My I have SB mowing where I where I wear my shirt or my hat, and people know who I am. Or I'm just Spencer, and I just wear normal clothes, and nobody has any idea who I am. <laughs> yeah. What uh, do people? Um, what was the name of that show that was on? It was like on, uh, on the old DIY network before that went away, and it was like Backyard something or other, and um, oh gosh, I can't remember their names. There was a few. I think I know what you're talking about. A few about. guys hosted it over time, and basically they would go to like Home Depot or Lowe's and ask somebody, hey, does your backyard suck? And they'd say like, yeah, and he'd like, all right, you know, take me to your house. And then they'd yeah. get like a $50,000 backyard makeover. Um do people approach you in those situations like, hey, I've got, uh, you know, I know you're looking for some big, ugly yards, and I got one of those. Do people come up and try and get a little little free love out of it now and again? I get a lot of emails. Um, not necessarily in person, I don't get that, but I get a lot of emails of people reaching out. And a lot of the emails, you know, I'll, I'll ask them, you know, hey, I'd love to help, send me some pictures. And it looks like their lawn doesn't even need cut. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, are you just like not wanting to mow your lawn this week or something? Because I don't <laughs> got time to come out and mow, mow your lawn just a normal you know, service or something. <laughs> how, much, how much time do you spend on uh, various social media, the internet, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc., not necessarily creating some of your own content, but just viewing content? Do you have like any private accounts where you're just keeping up with friends and family? Oh yeah, I've got private accounts. I'm 
um, obviously every now and again, I'll check, you know, my private Facebook or private Instagram, but, um, I'm, I'm on YouTube and TikTok quite a bit. I'd say maybe an hour a day. Oh, really? And not for business, just for, for scrolling for fun, huh? Just for scrolling. It's, it's just in between stuff. It's not at once. It's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I've been working for, or even if I'm out working on a lawn and I, you know, I'm just completely worn out from doing that sidewalk, I'll go sit in my truck for 10 minutes and, you know, watch some TikTok or something. <laughs> Suck down some air conditioning and watch uh, the latest cat video. Basically, yep. <laughs> what uh, kind of a lightning round here? I ask, everybody gets these next few questions, very basic, sure. non-content creator, normal human questions kind of a get to know the person behind the personality sort of a thing so some of these are totally out of left field like for example what is your worst bad habit oh man um i've been working on bad habits it it used to be biting my nails for forever like through high school and college but i've completely quit that which is amazing (laughs) Um, you know what's funny i i used to bite my nails as a kid this is this is actually kind of nuts and probably a little (laughs) personal but i'm gonna drop it on you anyway so i was uh, I used to chew my nails as a kid and as a teenager or whatever in my early 20s. And then I also gave it up. And I was very proud of that. And then in uh, 2019, at the ripe young age of 41, I had to have open heart surgery. Uh, I had a like an, a weird genetic oh, caused wow. blockage sort of a thing that I wasn't... Didn't have high blood pressure, didn't have high cholesterol, didn't have any underlying anything other than one summer I was like, man, something's not right. Doctor here, doctor there, and they determined that my left main artery, I would have been like one of those young, healthy guys that collapses and dies um, from the Widowmaker thing, and they found it and they fixed it. Now, of course, I have a pretty real fear of dying all the time, and I started biting my nails again after that surgery. It's the craziest thing, like the anxiety of it all. They say you go back to all of those old soothing things from when you were a kid, and I think that's what it was. So my advice to you is, well, one, don't have open heart surgery, (laughs) and two, just keep an eye on that because that is a habit that creeps back in when you least expect it because it did for me. Isn't that crazy how something like that or just – or anything even worse, like – like any like bad habits with drugs or addictions. Sure. Like, you know, you, you could be good on something for years and then all of a sudden like That's, like you you just get that feeling and then it's just natural. It's very, very easy to slip back into those habits for sure. Oh, what, yeah. And let's go the other way on that. Instead of bad habits, let's say what are your guilty pleasures like binging a certain TV show or something else that maybe nobody would know you're into? I don't binge TV shows anymore because I feel really bad when I do it. <laughs> so I, I've I've broken that bad habit. That was a bad habit. Um, like from a wasting time standpoint. Yeah, from a wasting time, I would get super sucked into a series and you know, wake up and start watching it, and all of a sudden it's dinner time. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I just like I could have gotten so much done, but um i've gotten good with my to-do lists so i i like crossing them off crossing all my productive stuff off but uh guilty pleasures i like uh playing video games with my friends um you know just some old 
old games we grew up on just old xbox 360 playstation 2 games you know that's playstation 2 yes sir that's what i grew up on <laughs> wow that's that's going back i've i've would have figured by now at least most people would have made it to at least a playstation 3 no playstation 3 was new uh new material when i was when i was a, a kid i mean i we never could afford a PlayStation Three, so I I had the PlayStation Two forever. I'm still I'm still rocking my PlayStation Four for what it's worth, but I um as a, as a for now a 46 year old adult, uh, I I can't I cannot bring myself to think that I need a PlayStation Five. So the PlayStation Four yeah. I think is as far as I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm uh, the same. I, I still have an Xbox One. I won't. I won't upgrade to the newest one. Well, I was going to say, if I if we were going to go back to when I was a kid, you're going back to like uh, even as far back as the old ColecoVision. I remember I had one of those. And then there was, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then there was Atari, obviously. Yep. Uh, and then the very first Nintendo, which was like life changing. They make those uh, retro Nintendos here in the last couple of years. And my wife was trying to find one for me and she couldn't find one anywhere because. They were all sold out. Now that I'm thinking about it, we haven't looked for one for a while, so I wonder if I can track one of those down and relive my childhood as well. That'd be pretty cool. I, I like uh, I like those uh, old arcade cabinets too. I also like pinball machines a lot. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a Pac-Man arcade cabinet in my nice. studio here, which is pretty good, which is awesome. I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old, both girls, and they both love playing it, and I love watching them play it because I feel like they're getting the best of my childhood as well. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. What, um, outside of TV and whatnot, what music do you listen to? What's the best concert you've ever been to? And furthermore, do any any of the big shows come through Wichita, or do you have to travel somewhere else for that? We get some big shows. Um, not all of them, but we travel up to Kansas City, which is about two and a half to three hours. Um, Arrowhead Stadium at the Chiefs Stadium is where they have, like, you know, Taylor Swift or, like, some of the massive ones. Sure. But... I haven't, uh, music wise, I love listening to country music, Zach Brown band. Uh, I do listen to barbershop music. Um, I'll honestly listen to everything. I, I listen to pop. I listen to rap. I've got some Eminem songs known by heart. Uh, but, uh, best concert I've ever been to. I have not been to a lot of concerts, but recently I've been to Billy Joel and Chris Stapleton and those were mm. both really, really good. I've seen them both. That's both of them are great shows. Uh, you mentioned Kansas City and Arrowhead. Does that mean you're a Chiefs fan? I am a Chiefs fan. Yeah, been a Chiefs fan my whole life. Well, this is where we end the interview, my friend. Because <laughs> I grew up in Denver, and oh, I see. I, I I'm am sorry. A life I'm sorry for the last uh, quite a seven few or eight years. years. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. Man, I, I may as well be a Browns fan at this point. Um, which is funny because I was originally from Cleveland, and a lot of my family is from Cleveland, even though I grew up in Denver. And uh, I was telling my cousin the other day, I get it now. I didn't understand all these years of your misery as a Broncos fan, Super Bowls and at least playoffs and always competitive winning divisions and whatnot. And now for the last, well, ever since 2015, it's been awful. It's been terrible to yeah. get through. I think Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, has won like 17, 18, 19 in a row, home and away against Denver, which is wow. insane to me. To think about so we'll you and i will circle back this time in a year or two and only when it changes you'll get an email from me gloating but until then you won't, <laughs> that you won't talk good. about that it anymore good. 
what uh, outside of the barbershop stuff, what's another hobby you might have that would surprise people or fans of yours? Um, as I said, I went to school for computer science. So I like working on computers. I like technology. Um, I love cars as well. Uh, my first car I ever bought was a 1989 Chevy Corvette. I bought it for $6,000. Um, wow. Six-speed manual. And within a month, I blew the engine on it and had to save up for another year, <laughs> another $3,000. And my dad and I pulled out the engine and we got it rebuilt and put it back in. So that taught me a lot about cars, but yeah, I do like old classic cars. I like going to car shows. Yeah. Old, old guy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's, there's something wrong with that. That could be young guy stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you have any celebrities that follow you anywhere online with that many followers? Surely you do. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. The biggest one that I know is Luke Combs. Um, he, oh, wow. he was on a podcast and they asked him what what shows up on his TikTok feed. He's like, oh, that guy that, that mows lawns for free and does the transformations. And they're like, oh, SB mowing. He's like, yeah, SB mowing. I, mean, wow. I love his content. So I did like a little uh, reaction video to that. I'm like, hey, Luke, you know, if you're ever in Wichita or ever, or ever want to come here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the, inv- the invitation to come cut a lawn and do a video with me. And he, he did he did respond on it. he said i'm down so i haven't really? heard from him yet but i know he's on like a world tour right now so i know he's crazy busy but i'm like a huge luke combs fan he's like i love listening to his music so uh, he what's funny is he's kind of i don't want to say he's come out of nowhere but he again as a radio person he is not somebody that is necessarily like a big radio mainstreamy kind of a guy kind of goes his own way you know yeah. And so for him to respond, and, and that would be a huge get if you could do something like that. That'd be pretty cool. It would it would make me starstruck. <laughs> to, so to finish up, I, I'm sure you've got uh, locations to, to, to scout or something like that. Everybody's got some, like, go-to wisdom they whip out from time to time. And I always kind of give this opportunity for all of the guests to share whatever that is. So it can be... It doesn't have to be in your wheelhouse necessarily. It can be the best advice that you've ever gotten, the best advice that you ever share with people. Um, like, for example, my uh, when I was a kid, my dad hammered into my head to always read the sports page. Now, granted, this was, as a kid, newspapers, right? Always, <laughs> always read the sports mm-hmm. page because it'll always <laughs> give you something to talk about with other people out and about around town. Like, you can always say, wow, those... You know, those chiefs, they really, you know, blew it on Sunday, right? Or whatever. And even if you don't follow the sport, at least you're up on all those current events. What's the most sage advice you've ever been given you feel like would be good to share with others on any topic whatsoever? Um, Don't waste your life away working or um, necessarily pursuing your career. Um, I've... I had a lot of problems with this through high school, through college, just absolutely loading myself up with work. Um, the best piece of advice that I can give people is find that balance and be super productive when you do work and then figure out a way to be super productive when you're like, like family time, fun time, stuff like that. And friend time. Um, I had, you know, in, in college, I was going back every weekend and in high school, I was working every weekend. So I, I, I didn't get a lot to have a lot of fun with my friends and um, w- wasn't even thinking about it at the time. I was just like, oh, I got to make money. got to make money. got to, you know, keep hustling. Like, just keep keep grinding, you know. Um, but now I've kind of laid back and kind of figured out, you know, what's important. 
and knowing that, you know, I, I love what I do. I love my career, but what's really going to precede me in this world is, you know, eventually my, my kids and, you know, building a good family foundation now is really important to me. And, uh, you know, that goes along with, you know, friendships and family and just people that care about you. Um, just making sure you're spending time with people and making that the most important part of your life along with your spiritual life. You know, I'll tell you at 24, you got a lot ahead of you and you've kind of got a lot of, a lot of stuff figured out ahead of schedule. It feels like to me. So I would, uh, Obviously, I don't know you, and uh, you're a Chiefs fan, so I don't really like you. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like you, uh, you've got your act together, and you're headed in the right direction. You're doing a lot of good around town. Uh, you're uh, obviously intelligent uh, for ha- having the success that you've had, both online and and hearing kind of some of the some of the behind the scenes, the business operation of. What it is you're doing, which honestly is one of the things that surprises me the most about doing this podcast is how seriously people ultimately end up taking it from a merchandising standpoint and a strategizing standpoint and all this other stuff. It's really interesting how um, in 2023, that's sort of where the economy is and um, oh, yeah. th- that so many people are so well versed in doing it. So for your part... Um, I, I couldn't be happier for you and I hope that uh, you have continued success and uh, I look forward to seeing whatever it is you get into down the line and I'm a fan I'll keep on following and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me thank you for having me on I really appreciate it my thanks to Spencer for the chat doing all the good work he does in Kansas and on the world wide web as a whole you can find him anywhere at SB mowing or at SB pressure washing also thanks to you of course for listening we'll catch you next episode of Worldwide Celeb be sure to like or follow at WW Celeb Podcast on Facebook Instagram or Twitter if you like the show please leave a positive review and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes when they're released wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts worldwide celeb is a wavecast studio production hosted and produced by chris kelly with production and promo support from adriana bottero and justin simkin for booking information and more details about the podcast visit worldwidecelebpodcast.com